Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. It's good to have you with me again today. Well, we have been talking about following through. Whether it's in sports or business or any other kind of endeavor, it's the follow-through that brings success. We saw that the scripture said the end of a thing is better than its beginning because it's the end that brings the fulfillment, the completion, the benefit. And there are so many areas in our life that we get off to a good start, we get inspired, we're excited, but we don't follow through. And so over these last number of days, we have been talking about finding ways to help us to overcome the weakness of our flesh so we can follow through and finish what we start. Now, we've talked about many things here. We've talked about structure, talked about smart goals, We've talked about accountability, having people around us to help us do all this. So we've basically laid out the framework, the principles that will help us to follow through. Today I want to go on and just talk about a particular area that is so important that we say is important, but most of us do not follow through in. What am I talking about? Prayer. There is nothing that we as Christians say is more important than prayer, and yet do the least of. We know prayer is important. We know that the scriptures say that we have not because we ask not. And yet many times we don't actually follow through on having a consistent prayer life. Just as when the disciples were in the garden with Jesus, And they slept while they should have been praying. And Jesus came back and said, Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. That's exactly how we are many times. Our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. We just don't follow through. Now, I want to share a verse with you that really spoke to me. I just not seen this before. Now, let me just start this by asking you a question. What are the factors that you would say would allow you to stand before God and hear him say, you have perfectly and completely fulfilled my will? Well, we may say, I know God's word and his principles, and I try to apply them. That certainly is an important one. We might say, well, it would be personal prayer, that we were constantly praying before the Lord. And, And again, that's good. Others may say, well, I had a soft heart and obedient will, and I followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that's what will help me to hear God's approval in the end. Well, all those things are true, but there's a verse in Colossians 4 and verse 12 that brings another dimension that I just had never seen before. Hear what it says. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all 
the will of God. Did you notice it? He said this man, Epaphras, was always laboring fervently for them in prayer that they may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. This portion of scripture is telling us that this man's prayer was going to be instrumental in these people standing before God, perfect and complete in his will. We normally think if that's going to happen, if I'm going to be perfect before God, all the responsibility is on me. I need to read God's word. I need to pray. I need to be part of the church. I need to have a soft heart. I need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's true. From our side, that is absolutely true. But this scripture is telling us another factor is someone praying for us and that their prayers for us also contributes to our doing what God wants us to do. I had just never seen that before. And that encourages me. That encourages me to pray for other people and to lift my family and the church up to the Lord in prayer. Because my prayers can be instrumental in their accomplishing the will of God. And so it just brings another dimension of prayer and its importance to us. We need to pray personally, but your prayers for someone else contributes to their well-being. James 5 and 16 tells us, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Your prayers can avail much. Now you might say, well, but, but I'm not a righteous man. None of us are. It's not our own righteousness. It's having Christ's righteousness. The scripture talks about righteousness as being a robe we put on. Robes of righteousness. And so we cannot muster our own righteousness so that we'll be able to pray and our prayers are effective because we are good people. No, it just means we're humble people. We've accepted what the Lord has done for us, but we have been fervent in our prayer, and as a result, it becomes effective. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And so this is just, again, encouragement to us to tell us we need to be praying. Another encouragement to this end is the story in Acts chapter 12. Here we find that James was arrested by Herod and was killed. And Herod saw that this pleased the Jews so much, it said that he arrested Peter also and put him into prison and had four squads of soldiers guarding him. But notice here what it says in verse 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. I don't know, that just stirs something within me. He was in prison. He was guarded by soldiers. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. We find later on in this chapter that they were meeting in a home and they were praying. Constant prayer. Not just a one-time prayer, but the church was serious. They got together. They actually left their homes. They went to someplace else. They prayed, not just a little bit, but constant prayer was lifted up to the Lord for Peter. And what happened? God sent his angel and went into that prison, awoke Peter, his chains fell off. The angel guided him through the prison, around the soldiers, 
opened the locked gates for him and set him free. Now, why did all that happen? Because constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. We need to see how important prayer is. Are there times when people may be literally in prison today, but they're still there because constant prayer was not made by the church? Or perhaps other kinds of prisons, prisons of circumstances, prisons that keep us from being free to do God's will in our own lives because of situations, things that bind us in. How are we going to break through these circumstances? I think it's the same way. Constant prayer needs to be offered up. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If we could see how powerful prayer is, we would pray so much more. But we don't. We sort of view prayer as passive. We're sort of just speaking into the air and we think, what good is this going to do? We almost have the mind and we hear it said many times. Well, all we can do is pray. It's like, hey, has it come to this? I mean, the circumstances are so bad, there's nothing we can do. So all we can do is pray. All we can do is pray. I mean, we couldn't do anything that would be more powerful than praying. I mean, any of our own human efforts pale in comparison to the power of prayer. The first thing we should do is pray. The most powerful thing we can do is pray. And so that's clear from our mind, this attitude of, well, all we can do is pray. Is is it really this pathetic that all we can do is pray? Let's see the power of prayer. Let's see the spiritual powers that are released when we pray. Let's see the benefits of our prayers. Now, when we do this, it will help us to follow through. But even knowing these things, we may not follow through unless we apply some of the things we've already talked about. Now, let me just give you a couple of practical things to do. Anytime we have a spiritual objective, we have to bring it into a natural time space. In other words, if we want to have a spiritual goal, I need to pray. We have to translate that into a time and a place because we are living in a tangible world. If we just sort of leave it, okay, I just need to really spiritually pray for this need, it'll be lost. We won't follow through unless we get it down to a time and a space. And so here are the different dimensions of prayer. There's personal prayer, there's prayer with the family, and there's prayer as a church. Each one of these areas, we need to get into a time space. Your personal time with God every day. When will you do that? And where are you going to do it? What place are you going to do it? These are the things you have to determine. If you're going to follow through, you have to get it down to when and where. And so I encourage you, even to stop what you're doing now and just jot down, here's the time I'm going to pray every day and here is where I'm going to do it. If you don't get that specific, you'll never follow through on the good, powerful feeling that we have that we should pray. We have to get it into time, space. And the second area is with your family. Personal prayer. Fathers, you are responsible 
to be the spiritual head of your home. Husbands and fathers need to set the time and the place where they're going to have family prayer. And it can just be as simple as after breakfast or after supper or at another time you set where you read a chapter and where you pray for your family. If you don't get it into a time and a place, you won't follow through. And of course, it's the same for the church. If we are going to pray as a church, then churches need to have a time and a place to pray. And we need to be sure that we are in attendance, that we're there, that we will come and pray as a church. So this is my encouragement to you today as we take one area of application from this. How do we follow through in prayer? You need to have a time and a place and I encourage you to set them today. That's all the time we have for now, but we'll be back on Monday. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. Take note that we are now meeting again in person at 9.30 and 11.30. We are limited to 30% capacity and are following all the recommended protocols. We are also continuing our online service at 10.30. Be sure to join us for one of these services. To learn more about us, check out our website at kwcf.org. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.